Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. This is Nick Green, and this is the week of September 7th. And what a week it is. El Salvador is officially the first country in the world to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender and to accept it as legal tender. El Salvador launched nationwide acceptance of Bitcoin. It's a first for the digital currency. But despite a relatively smooth rollout, plus incentives like $30 in Bitcoin for those who sign up. As crazy as it sounds, because this is a third world country where the average citizen pulls in between seven and $10,000 a year as a salary. Sure, engineers and certain professors and few other professions, not doctors or dentists as you would think, do make 100 to $200,000 a year, but there are not many millionaires and there is not a lot of money. So what's interesting about this is that the government bought 200 Bitcoins ahead of time in order to distribute the Bitcoin to every single citizen and give them $30 worth of Bitcoin. An amazing thing for the poor people to have an asset in order to get some profits and learn about what this is. As much as the government's forcing it on them, and, and I don't believe in mandates of any kind, but at the same time, this is really something that is going to educate the citizens and bring them into an economy that is worldwide and to be a global player. What's really interesting beyond that is it's a third world country doing it. It's not England, it's not Canada, Australia, United States, Japan, China, all these other countries that are crypto friendly have yet to make this move to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender. Even though the United States doesn't officially recognize it, uh, the IRS does and they will take your money or your taxes in crypto. They literally accept it. So you could pay your taxes with crypto, you could pay some charities, you could pay over 1 million realtors in cryptocurrency, but it is still not recognized as a legal tender. Probably because it threatens and exposes the hyperinflation of the US dollar. And the more people are learning about money, they realize that our money is backed by less than Bitcoin. Bitcoin's backed by math, algorithms. There is obviously faith in what Bitcoin is delivering and what it's done in the past 13 years, but there's very little faith in the US dollar and that keeps growing day after day after day. So El Salvador is pretty smart. Like a pro, they also bought the dip. What dip are you talking about? How about that crazy 20% flash crash we had today? As we talk about prices, Bitcoin really showed us who's boss. Had a low of $43,000 today and a high of 52,900. The day's not even over. So where does that happen? Well, definitely not the stock market. And the smart people who set their stops and are watching this market 24-7 are realizing that this volatility is where you make money. Imagine a $10,000 candle today and that driving your profit. Buying and selling at the right moments as a day trader is where you could really capitalize on making money. But most people are holding for the long term. And as long as you don't panic, well, you should be fine. So speaking of prices, Cardano down 15% to 241. Ethereum still above 3000. It's really good. It only dropped 13% with that little flash crash. And Bitcoin has recovered all the way moving back up to $47,000.
and I say recovered because the volume is there as long as we close with a big fat green candle I think we're going to be okay Solano is the only coin on the market and we talked about that last week with their NFTs it is now at 170 and did not crash in fact it went up about 8% and over the past 7 days is up 56% so in one week tell me another investment legally that you're going to make a 57% return on well it doesn't exist this is the best asset class and that's why we're here talking about it today. Now, El Salvador, love what they did, and it is very well known that everybody has to have somebody testing the waters. The countries, governments, banks, everybody wants to see what is going to happen. How will it affect them? Well, the fact that they already did it, they made it official, is enough for some people like Panama. They actually recognized a bill that is going to put Bitcoin on the books to be recognized as legal tender, which is awesome. And don't be misled. This price dip today that we had, and I say dip because these are short-term things, well, Bitcoin did not die. So this flash crash is really the culmination of people leveraging with liquidity they don't have and losing a lot of money in the process and also a lot of people taking profits. There are people who have had Bitcoin since it was $1, $100, $1,000. And if a lot of people need money or want to cash out and feel this is a local top and they'll buy the dip, well, this is what's going to happen. $400 billion in market value on Bitcoin was actually lost today, the same day as El Salvador's president went ahead to buy that dip. Now, according to Forbes, the cryptocurrency market posted staggering losses as a wave of selling pummeled the prices of nearly every single coin, nearly every coin, not sold, unraveling the gains priced in by a retail trading mania ahead of El Salvador's first day accepting Bitcoin as legal tender. And here are the facts. The value of the world's cryptocurrencies plunged to a low of one point nine trillion dollars oh 1.9 trillion so we struggled for the past few months to get up to 2 trillion we were at about 2.5 trillion over the weekend and now we're down to 1.9 so we are posting higher lows and higher highs think about that it is a large large amount of money that is still in crypto on Tuesday, nearly 15% less than 24 hours prior, which is a loss of $410 billion. Heading up market value losses, the price of Bitcoin dipped 15% to just below 43,000, the lowest price in nearly three weeks. And if you are moving at the speed of crypto, three weeks could feel like three years. And before quickly pairing some of the losses and settling at about 47,000 so far for the day, it is still 9% lower. So there's room to go. That is why we say buy the dip. Meanwhile, Ethereum, Binance Coin, and Cardano's ADA also dropped 15 to 18%, while Solana was the only token that had an increase of 8%. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with FTX joining forces with Solana to release NFTs on that blockchain. I keep telling you, watch FTX buying their coin, FTT is probably not a bad idea. And Solana showing how strong it is. It's like Matic and Chainlink. These guys just do not lose in a battle royal. In the middle of the flash crash, El Salvadorian president Nayib Bukele announced the country took advantage of crashing prices and to purchase an additional 150 Bitcoin. So now the country of El Salvador has a total holding of 550 total coins worth about $25 million. For a country like El Salvador, it's a lot of money. For someone like Michael Saylor, that is probably just the commission fees he pays when he buys $100 million worth of Bitcoin every time there's a dip. 
Sentiment started taking a hit early Tuesday as El Salvador's wallet experienced technical difficulties within hours of its debut, forcing the president to announce it would temporarily go offline. And what's funny is that is just like the exchanges here in the United States. Their wallets seem to have trouble. So if you're trying to buy the dip and experienced a problem on KuCoin or Coinbase, eToro, Gemini, Kraken, it's because they literally do not want you to buy the dip. They are affecting your stop losses, they're not letting you exit certain trades, and you're losing money. They get fees no matter what, but these exchanges are not decentralized and they legitimately crash the price of Bitcoin in my opinion. Coinbase is one of the worst because anytime Bitcoin has a crash and you want to buy the dip, somehow the exchange is not working. It is always a mystery to me. Well, the heightened trading volume is what they call it, field speculation about institutions selling off large stakes, which is stupid because these guys are not selling off. And it triggered brief outages and trading delays on the world's largest exchanges, which is Coinbase, uh, Gemini, and Kraken. Ironically, for the first time in the world, it seems like nobody complained about Binance. Well, that's good and it's a first, so don't get too used to it. However, FTX, did not experience any delays or shutouts. This is the one that Mr. Wonderful and now Stephen Curry is promoting, and I would highly suggest looking into it, downloading that app, and being a part of the movement with FTX. So FTX, remember in the United States, it is FTX.us where you can buy FTT and the official coin of the exchange. And you better hurry up and do it before Bitcoin dies. Because once again, headlines have been made. Bitcoin has died for the number 428th publication published on Monday with Bloomberg Wealth. This is what we get. Cryptocurrencies, regardless of where they're trading today, will eventually prove to be worthless. Once the exuberance wears off or liquidity dries up, they will go to zero. I wouldn't recommend anyone invest in cryptocurrencies. That's John Polson, president portfolio manager of U.S. investment firm Polson & Company. Well, first off, if you have money with Polson & Company, I strongly suggest you pull it out because they don't know what they're doing. This is... Uh, awesome propaganda machine and you could catch up with it on 99bitcoins.com that is where you get to see all these stupid people post up their publications of why Bitcoin died and the same goes on mainstream news and legacy news so the legacy news is all over Bitcoin today they don't talk about the gains or the recoveries which is very familiar with us however check out Forbes crypto flash crash, flash crash wipes out 400 billion dollars a market value on Bitcoin as El Salvador's president buys the dip. The independence as Bitcoin price suddenly collapses, wiping billions off people's investments, which that sounds very scary. Yahoo Finance, Bitcoin crashes to below $50,000 in sudden sharp fall. They don't even tell you why, but 50 grand, oh my goodness, a month ago we were under 40. So good, we don't see CNN or anybody else up there chiming in. I'm sure they will. And this really interesting because legacy news has a way of pushing a certain narrative. It is very clear that they are never pro-Bitcoin. You know, even Kramer, uh, Jim Kramer, he actually turned around, bought Bitcoin, bought Ethereum. I believe he got some Ripple and he became pro-crypto just in the past year. There's only been 13 years of sustainability so far of the cryptocurrency markets. So interesting enough is that they love to push a narrative, whether it's true or not. And I just point this out as a kind of fun example, is I'm a big fan of Joe Rogan, really excited that he got COVID and recovered in a matter of two or three days. 
well, if well, it is well. an old horseworm Rogan. <laughs> I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're and, well, man. Bro, do I have to sue CNN? They keep saying I'm taking horse dewormer. I literally got it from a doctor. Yeah. Nice and they're talking of, of, about And the sad thing yeah. is, since I had COVID, I also used ivermectin along with other vitamins and rest and, and a lot of healthy attributions and IV drip, all the things that you're supposed to do when you get a flu or you get some illness. And the ivermectin was prescribed by a doctor, not horse medicine, didn't get it from a vet and it turned me around. Now he got the monoclonal antibody treatment along with vitamins, along with ivermectin, and then all over the news, you see MSNBC and CNN saying Joe Rogan gets COVID, he's an anti-vaxxer, and he takes horse medicine, which is all very far from the truth. He was actually going to take the vaccine, and it wasn't until he saw a lot of people getting sick from it that he decided to put that off for some time. Never tells anyone not to get it unless you're healthy and young, and you don't need it at that young, healthy age. As far as ivermectin, calling it a horse dewormer when, in effect, penicillin and aspirin are also repackaged and given to animals, but we don't say that about them. The other thing is you can't have a vaccine if, as emergency use approved if there are treatments that will help cure the virus that the vaccine is supposed to eliminate. So this narrative of ivermectin being really bad for you is a really good display to see who in the news industry tells the truth and who doesn't. When their headline says Joe Rogan took a horse dewormer, well, then you know that they are propaganda and really full of it. They're not telling the truth. The truth is ivermectin won a Nobel Prize in 2015 for the amount of human lives that it saved, and it has been adopted to fight COVID in South America, South Africa, India, and even Japan. The government of Japan and health ministry recommends people in the early stages of COVID to get on a ivermectin regimen. So, of course, I'm not telling you what to do, but what I am saying is to use these examples, whether it's once, twice, three times, you know, when a news outlet pushes a lie so blatantly, then you really cannot believe almost anything that they say. It's important to call them out on the lies and to remember which ones are not telling you the truth. Because if they're going to lie about something so major, of course they're going to lie about everything else. That's definitely not a problem that Bitcoin fixes, but I really hope that if somebody out there that I know gets COVID, I want them to take ivermectin and vitamins and get rest so that they could get better quicker. And as much as we want everybody to take the right vitamins and be healthy, if you do get COVID, remember that there is more than one way to do so. You can prevent getting very sick by choosing to have smoothies, juices, detox your body, and maintain a good strong level of vitamin D and vitamin C. And there's no better way to do that than with a smoothie or fresh juice from Nectar Juice Bar. It is organic. It is fresh. It is exactly what your body needs and needs it every day. Consistent health and exercise is the most important thing. Go to NectarJuiceBar.com. I always suggest the ginger shot, turmeric, and the toxin flesh, things that your body needs, and it will give you natural energy and make you feel better. That, along with exercise, is a sure recipe to stay fit and stay healthy. And in the news, a little short-term updates here of what is going on. NFTs, as we talked about last week, I still cannot believe they have gone up so much in value and where are they going to go nobody knows there is fidenza number 313 you guys have to google this i always use duckduckgo and not google because i don't like censorship and my information and this nft sold for 3.3 million dollars 
Then Fidenza number nine, which is an equally ugly project of art. Nothing that I would hang up on any wall in my house. Maybe in my kid's room, but not for the price of $3.3 million. This is courtesy of the project Art Blocks and Tyler Hobbs. Check it out. Maybe I'm wrong and there's something I'm missing. If you guys have put in money to an NFT or made money, good for you. But if you're going to call this art and hang it on the wall, I'm going to call you a liar or Stevie Wonder. Moving on, DeFi's record summer, big firms are eyeing decentralized finance and lifting up some apps to new heights by doing so because the new NFT trend is also pushing DeFi's and decentralization in our finance. You're going to see some big moves coming out of Aave and other lending companies that are based on the blockchain network, and this will continue to grow. Look for those DeFi coins. Those are the ones that I really think are going to give you a big return in the long run. It is guys like the NFT chains like Solana, um, Sushi, and then, of course, decentralized finance like Aave. Uh, there are others out there. You've got to do your own research. And I stick to the blockchains that support what these investments are, not just the tokens. Why would I like the coin for FTX? Because that exchange is growing immensely. They are giving intrinsic value, and they are really doing things right. They're getting celebrity endorsements. They're acquiring the right companies and growing at a very quick space. Because I think scalability is the lead to success. If you move slow, well, then you don't grow. It's that simple. Crypto, you have to strike hard and strike fast. And I look at that as all business and in life, you cannot sit around and wait for things to come to you. And neither does Cuba. Cuba, which is home of wonderful cigars, mojitos, dancing women, and a plot to kill Kennedy <laughs> as the Bay of Pigs. And there were the conspiracies that never happened. However, Cuba was a step ahead of the United States again, and they are outlining new rules for using digital assets. They recognize Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a legitimate currency and store of value, and they are actually making regulation that works amazing that we cannot do that here in the United States. But right now, I'm sure somebody woke is in our way. Decentralized financing hitting all new highs is wonderful for everybody. When anything in crypto does good, we're all going to do good. Uh, the total amount of money traders have put to work on different various DeFi platforms have reached an all-time high of $165 billion. So institutional investors are attracted by the high yields, which are, well, better than any bank out there. You're talking about an average of 10% or more. And I think I, I got like an entire $4.30 on my savings account from Wells Fargo. Much love to Wells Fargo. Appreciate the $4. You guys are great. So the including the payment company Square and Wall Street giants like JP Morgan and BlackRock. Remember, Square, Cash App, Venmo, they're all in the crypto space now, whether you've explored it or not. So according to JP Morgan, BlackRock, and Global DeFi Adoption Index Chainalysis, the share of DeFi transaction volume conducted by large institutional traders rose from less than 10% in mid-2020 to over 60% in the second quarter of this year. 
folks, that is billions and billions of dollars. If you're looking for a good long-term investment in the future of finance, it is in DeFi. Decentralized finance is the way to go. MetaMask is a popular wallet option for DeFi. And we talked about how that user count went up 1,800% with more than 10 million users this past month compared to 600,000 just last summer. And it doubled from April of this year where there was only 5 million. So a consortium of the largest DeFi apps have banded together to bring DeFi to the 6 billion smartphone users around the world. Using a crypto platform called Celo, C-E-L-O, the group which includes Aave, Curve, and SushiSwap aims to increase crypto adoption in developing these economies. Decentralized lending platform Aave is the largest DeFi application. Now, Aave used to be ETHLend, which was EtherLend, and you could borrow money uh, and use your crypto as collateral without losing collateral or the gains in it. I bought that token around two, three cents, and then it converted, and they did a whole new branding and marketing into Aave, and it is now worth a few hundred dollars. I sold it at 600. That is what paid for my Tesla. Keep an eye on Aave, because this company is very strong. $14.2 billion. Aave is set to launch a dedicated lending platform for institutions within the next few weeks. In other Aave news, or Aave, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize, Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager, has over $1 billion invested, and they have announced the creation of the Bitwise Aave fund. So to have a billion dollars behind you, we're going to watch the largest decentralized application for DeFi lending grow even larger. Is that a good investment? Now, crypto in Cuba, it's always a big deal because everything in the crypto community around the world will affect us. And Cuba is recognizing and regulating cryptocurrencies. Last week, the Cuban government published a resolution to recognize and regulate cryptos, citing reasons of socioeconomic interest, or really just saying that they're smart, want to make some money. And the document doesn't specify making crypto legal tender, as El Salvador is doing with Bitcoin, but instead references licenses for virtual asset service providers and outlines the central bank's broader regulatory intentions. This summer, thousands of Cubans took to the streets in rare mass protest over a pandemic-era economic crisis, including a shortage of food and medicine, the country's $3 billion in annual revenue from remittances. Expats sending money home to family. $3 billion also shrunk over the 400 Western Union locations that have closed down, limiting access to cash for Cuban citizens. In response, many Cubans have turned to cryptocurrency as a cheaper and more reliable way to send and receive money. Some citizens, like photographer Gabriel Guerrera Bianchi, are optimistic about whether the resolution could what this resolution could mean, saying this is bigger than just making money. This is really freedom. And that's what we have been talking about, how Bitcoin is the key to financial freedom better than anything else in the world. $3 billion in remittances. That's so much money that Western Union is making. And this is what Ripple does. We talked about XNet, XRipple. It is remittance on a global scale. So you could send $1 or $1 million and the fee is the same. Literally, it's going to be under 10 bucks to send a $1 million to somebody in Cuba. You cannot do that on Western Union. I think it's $50, 20%, your firstborn and a left finger. So will Western Union adopt blockchain technology? They've talked about it. Them and MoneyGram, they talked about joining forces with Ripple, but sometimes egos get in the way when they feel they're big enough that they don't need crypto, and hence they shut down 400 locations. So we'll see how this turns out. 
Good job, Western Union. Bitcoin's cheering for you. And speaking of celebrities and crypto, maybe we weren't, but we will now. Stephen Curry apes in on the Bored Ape NFT. The Entourage producer plots crypto comedy called Huddle. So pretty interesting. We have a couple quick little things here. On Saturday, NBA star Stephen Curry dropped 55 ETH, or the equivalent of $180,000 on a Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT. He changed his Twitter pic to the tweet-suited blue-furred Simeon and posted a selfie in the club's Discord chat. ESPN's Ross Gold, a fellow Bay C member, tweeted, Steph about to be getting buckets in the metaverse. If only everybody knew what that meant. All right, and a whale tale is a 12-year-old programming whiz in London is made more than $250,000 from an NFT project called Weird Whales. I plan to keep all my ether and not convert it to fiat, says the highly intelligent 12-year-old programmer. Yeah, basically, he said it might be early proof that in the future, maybe everyone doesn't need a bank account. Well, this smart kid, you do if you own a business for now. I'm trying to find a way around it because, um, well, it's a pain. But in the meantime, to be an individual, you definitely should not need one. Entourage and Ballers producer Rob Weiss will be at the helm for a new series called HODL, which is known for Hold On For Dear Life, about a tech founder named Mel who navigates the world of crypto. An Ethereum-based token called FDL for Dear Life will let viewers receive some of the series products or profits, I'm sorry. So you could actually participate in the profits of the show that is crypto-related. The world of currency is rapidly changing, said Weiss. Hold On For Dear Life will both illuminate and entertain at the same time. And I think that is awesome to actually have a piece of media, and that is the beauty of what crypto could do. It could let the average person, the little person, get in there and actually get a piece of the real world through cryptocurrency. Do you want to quench your meme coin thirst at the same time as your regular thirst? Yeah, that sounds pretty silly, but meet Doge Cola, which is both a token and a soda that will apparently be shipping off soon. In a press release, the project claims that the Moon Taste Cola will boost the crypto market to the next level. That's so cute, and what they're trying to do is take Dogecoin and make it more and more mainstream. They want this to be the currency of the people, which Elon Musk already said he would do. So if it actually is on Space 10 and gets to the moon and becomes the first currency of the moon, it'll be to the moon, and there's no way around it. It will literally get there, and I still think Dogecoin will be over a dollar but at 30 cents i sold mine to get in on some of these better blockchain uh projects it's all about keeping profits and holding coins that are going to be worth a lot in the long run doesn't mean i can't buy it back i'm just not in the mood for it now it is pretty interesting to see how these things are turning around celebrities in the news we cannot forget about our favorite movie star kim kardashian she put out those home movies quite some time ago and that is why we love her well she was called out by the uk regulators for pumping a crypto token that could harm investors strangest thing is i don't even think they mentioned the token they probably don't want to give it any more publicity but kim kardashian has been singled out by the uk's financial conduct authority the fca for pumping a crypto token that could put investors at risk while not wearing a mask yeah that's right they said not wearing a mask and i'm just totally made that up because it doesn't matter one way or the other but the uk is quite crazy on all fronts whether it's covid whether it is kim kardashian or cryptocurrencies they are not very crypto friendly they are not binance friendly they do not like bitcoin but they have openly admitted to working on a stable digital currency post brexit for the country. So they're obviously not against crypto, they're just against other people having it. Now, 
Kim Kardashian has 250 million Instagram followers, so she could have influence. 10% is 25 million people. 1%, if 1% believe or follows her religiously, that is 1.5 million people that she could control, just 1% of her audience. The FCA chairman said that Kardashian's cryptocurrency promotions may have been the financial promotion with the single biggest audience reach in history. What it really gets down to is that she recently was paid to ask her 250 million Instagram followers to speculate on crypto tokens by joining the Ethereum Max community. All, all that means is join. Buy a t-shirt, support us online. Doesn't mean to buy the token because celebrities never give financial advice. Not, not, um, not any of them, but they all talk about crypto one way or another. So the rules require Kardashian to, to disclose that her post was an ad, so it was, but they argue that she didn't have to disclose that Ethereum Max, not to be confused with Ethereum, was a speculative digital token created a month before by unknown developers. One of hundreds of tokens yeah, it, it, what's really funny is I've never heard of Ethereum Max. There are always derivatives of Bitcoins. And yeah, using the name Ethereum or Bitcoin, uh, somebody came up with Chain, Chainlink Plus. That is very deceptive. And it is very irresponsible of Kim Kardashian to promote something she probably doesn't know much about, especially without a proven track record. Paris Hilton's doing it right. She's out there promoting NFTs and, in fact, releasing her own. And she's always been into cryptocurrency in the space of Bitcoin for years. Ever since I got into it, I remember her being a very small voice, but sometimes the right people could really uh, do some good things, bringing attention to the crypto community. Well, keep an eye on the news. Watch what's going on with NFTs. I hope you are buying the dip. That's all this is, is a little dip. And remember, if we fill that CME gap and Bitcoin does crash to 33,000, sell the house, sell the kids, buy it, because you got to strike hard and strike fast. In less than 24 hours, it could be right back up to its current numbers. And we all know all-time high is in the near future. $60,000 to $100,000 is written before the end of the year. Mark my words. That is the world of crypto brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar, keeping you safe and healthy and feeling great. It is keeping me COVID-free. Once you had it, you cannot get it again. Remember, I am not a doctor and this is not medical advice, nor is this financial advice. And yet it is. I'm telling everybody to buy Bitcoin and you should. I got it for my kids. It's my retirement. Take it or leave it. Do what you want to do. Adults make their own grown decisions. And one of them is to have regret and look back and say, I wish I did this years ago. Well, don't be that person. Strike hard and strike fast. We're moving at the speed of crypto. I'm going to see you next week. Peace. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. Crypto Karma is brought to you by Nectar Juice Bar. Nectar is fresh at its best. Live life to the freshest with Nectar. Crypto Karma. Strike first, strike fast. Saturday at 9 a.m. on KPPF. And hear the podcast on Podbean.